Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined to my right by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's going on, man? Not too much, man. I uh, just got back from vacation. It was glorious. The vacations. Mm-hmm. Where did you vacation, uh, by I chance? I went to SeaWorld, yo. SeaWorld? Yep. Yep. Nice. I stayed in Florida. Florida, you stay. Florida. Well, see, that's the thing about Florida is you don't have to leave Florida to go on exotic vacations. That's it's true. kind of a built-in. Joe, thing. which day were you at SeaWorld? Uh, SeaWorld on Monday, Aquatica on Tuesday, and Discovery Cove on Sunday. Uh, it's kind of funny because you basically did the exact same trip my wife did that same weekend, except on different, slightly different days. Well, that had been noted. That had been noted. Yeah. Also, in a true nerd moment, so I was at uh, Discovery Cove floating down the Lazy River, and I was uh, just talking, you know, talking to the lifeguard or whatever. And I happened to point out his Mandalorian tattoo. And because it's 2019 now, and this is the kind of thing that happens, when you say that you know what the word Mandalorian means, uh-huh. people feel inclined to tell you all about how they could read and write Arabesh and how <laughs> their Mandalorian armor can stop at 357. They've never tried it themselves, but they oh. put a watermelon in there and tested it. Yeah. And you're like, hey, man, I'm just trying to float by, bro. Seems, <laughs> like, seems legit. That's, that's a little too too much sharing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there, right. there are people around. <laughs> and uh, our other host, uh, co-host, Carlos Ramirez, he's here as well. What's up? Hey, guys. I also went to SeaWorld. Yeah, what day did you go? That was Friday. I think did you go on all the roller coasters? I didn't go on any. What? Because I, yeah, I think it was um, July 5th, so it was the day after uh, July 4th, and it was fucking packed. Like, the lines were like an hour long to win at roller coasters, and the last time, I think I went on Father's Day as well, the lines were like five minutes long. So I was like, what the hell? Because obviously it's a holiday weekend, so, but uh, but now I wasn't going to wait. We were only there for like maybe four or five hours. We so had the quick queue things, and we kept getting like the B crew that never collected them or did anything with them, so we just got to keep using them over and over. Nice. So I uh, <laughs> I rode all of the roller coasters, and they are quite awesome. And you they are them. really fun. They are really fun. I'm, I'll be excited to do that um, next time I go because we got season passes. So that's my second trip now there. So sweet. Did you do any of the other two parks? Or are you going to? Um, I think we got the pass, including Aquatica. Uh, yeah, so we'll def- yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Um, obviously, with the little guy, um, we mainly got it so he can check out dolphin shows and stuff like that. We did sit in the front uh, for the Shamu show. It got soaked. And the funniest <laughs> thing was my kid. He's like 19 months old. Like, he sees this big wave of water and he stood up and he started screaming. And then we've taught him sign language. And then after like five seconds of him realizing what had just happened... He signed again. Like he's like, let's do that again. That was really fun. Nice. <laughs> so it, it it was uh it felt pretty good because I was just like, I don't know if he's gonna like this or not. So he had a, a little bit of a, a panic and then went, Okay, actually that was pretty cool because my little kid's a thrill seeker, apparently, just mm-hmm. like I am. So So while you guys were doing all that stuff, I was at home with the kids while my wife was doing all that stuff with her friends because it was they did that like they did girls a girls weekend. So they did. Uh, they did also did SeaWorld, Discovery Cove, and Aquatica, just on sli- in a slightly different order on different days than you did, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So you were at home with the kids, right? Yeah. I went to like the second awesomest place in Orlando, but with my mother-in-law. 
Oh. Uh, yeah. Always fun. <laughs> oh, God. But it's over. <laughs> but it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, on this evening's episode, um, so we're getting into uh, hyperspace season again, season two here. And um, we got, you know, the Jacksonville hyperspace trial on Saturday, which, depending on when you're listening to this episode, may or may not have already happened. But um, I may have already won. Joe may have already won the whole thing. Um, you know, with we're about the list that he still doesn't know. With was, the list that we're about yeah, to we're figure about out to put together now, it'll be, yeah. time, it'll be a weird time warp yeah. thing that we yeah. do here. Can we so, uh, can we put a quick pause though on uh, on the the cerveza uh, of the day? Oh, oh yeah, we, yeah. Are we doing beer announcements? We could do that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Carlos. We need to lead up to his. Steve and I are drinking the same thing. Yep. Uh, we are drinking <laughs> subtle tea from Abita Brewing, which is not a Florida beer, but it's a Louisiana beer. Which is, you know, Louisiana is where a Florida man goes to beat the heat, if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> so, Louisiana, still pretty cool. Still wacky as shit. And actually, this is a really good beer. It's kind of like a porch rocker, but like not as like sweet and sticky. So, I actually quite like it. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. Apparently, it's got Earl Grey tea and lemon. Yep. It's yummy. And Carlos has... So, I went to public... Oh, so I went to Publix and I was just kind of looking around to see you know, something interesting to pick up. And I saw this one beer called uh, Cerveza Patagonia. Oh. That's, uh, uh, it is brewed here in the States, but it is uh, the original brewery is in Argentina. So uh-huh. I thought that was a little fitting, uh, mainly because we're getting close to that Buenos Aires Open. Uh, and I just wanted to promote that a little bit. There you go. And say... Hola to my amigos in uh, South America. So, yep. Cheers to them. Salud. Cheers. Salud. To that. Is that how they say it down there? Yeah. Salud. Oh, get down. That's Cheers. Salud. Salud. Steve missed the cube. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we, we practiced this stuff before. No, we didn't. <laughs> Practice. Practice. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to talk, uh, speaking of not practicing for things, um, we're going to come up with Joe's list that he's going to play at the hyperspace trial in a day and a half. And uh, that's what he's going to fly. So whatever we're doing we, it live. Whatever we come Fuck up it. with we're tonight. We're doing it live. <laughs> we're, we're totally Bill O'Reilly-ing this shit right now. So <laughs> um, we're going to see what Joe's going to play. We're not sure. We don't have any idea where this is going to go, but we're just going to talk about it and figure it out. Well, this will be a good learning experience. All right, we're going to go back to our roots of the Florida man experience where... I actually don't, I, I kind of have an idea what I want to play, but I'm actually not even sure what some of the rules are. And there'll be a really fun confession because I learned about one of the cards in here today that apparently I should have known about already. So we'll do that a little bit too. Oh, so you already have an idea? Oh yeah, I got an idea. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got, I got st- All right. I know one ship. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's start with the, the, the core of your idea. What is, what is the core of your idea? The core of my idea. Okay. Um, I want to play a Sith Infiltrator with Darth with Darth Maul. Okay. So we're doing separatist here. Yeah. Uh, funny story about that. I was trying to load all this on the thing earlier, and on the third try, I figured out which symbol means separatist. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I know it's kind of like the Empire. Yeah. But it's not. The, it's the simpler version of the Empire. Yeah, it was. It's the last one. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a freaking. Yeah, but the first order one kind of looked like that too. It's like a wagon it looks wheel. More, like it looks more like a Tie Fighter wing. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like just like a Tie Fighter. <laughs> it reminded me of Trivial Pursuit, but yeah. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, the pizza pie. I hate Trivial Pursuit. So, so all right, so we got Darth Maul and a Sith Infiltrator. That's that's the start. What, well, let's back up one step. Right. So I actually really want to play Dooku. Why don't I play Dooku? 
You want to do Dooku well, instead no, of Maul? No, no, no. I, mean, I want to do Darth Maul, but I, I think I was talked out of Dooku because he's hard or something, and Darth well, Maul is better. Well, I mean... Why is Darth Maul better? Well, his I think well, he's a higher pilot skill, and he's, his ability is, you know, it's just a simpler kind of straightforward damage output thing. Um, yeah. Dooku... He gets to shoot twice. Yeah, he gets to shoot really twice. Essentially. He gets to shoot twice, and that's essentially the reason. Um, and this was a lot stronger once hate was around, because you could more freely spend that those force uh, tokens, and you know you'd get them back. Obviously, hate's still available, but it's nine points. So, yeah. So, uh, so Dooku gets um, gets to do you know after he defends, if the attacker is in your firing arc, you may spend a force to remove one of your blue or red tokens. After you perform an attack that hits, you may spend one force to perform an action. So he's spending a lot of his force just on his ability, and yeah. then he's also with that that first one there because you're removing the blue tokens. That's kind of meant to work with the scimitar title where you can cloak. So you cloak, and then you use the ability to remove the cloak right as uh, you know, right after you right after you get shot at. So you get the extra dice, and then you remove the cloak, and then you get the shoot back. Is kind of the idea behind it. When you do that, do you do you actually decloak? Do you do like the maneuver? No, no, you just lose the token. Just lose the token. Yeah, which just allows you to fire. So, um, so yeah, so there's that, and then uh, so Dooku's good, but he's a little more like he's a, he's a little more force hungry, at least in that sense, because he's. I guess the idea is that you defend with all the with all the tokens, you know, with all the dice of the decloak token of the cloak token, and then you remove it with a force token, and then you attack, and then after the attack, you spend another force to put the cloak back on you, so that you can then decloak on the next turn, or just leave it on you and just do a maneuver and do the whole series over I again. Say, I guess my idea for it was even. Even more force hungry than that, because I was gonna put the what's the one that lets you shoot at initiative seven? Oh yeah, um, what's that one called? Uh, Carlos, heightened perception. Heightened perception. I was gonna put like heightened perception on there so you can shoot at like the top of the order. Yeah. So that costs you a force. He's got what three force altogether? He has three altogether. So like basically you have to shoot at the top of the order and then cloak and then everything that shoots at you is basically trying to get through three. Yeah. Now you'd probably also want to stick like um, Chancellor Palpatine crew on here. That'll get you another force token. Mm. Um, like if you're gonna play, you know, well, either one really, Maul or Dooku, that he's a good thing to have on there. He's expensive, but at 14, but he gets you another force, so he gets you up to four force. Okay, but anyway, so I guess that's the the high and the low of Dooku. We're actually not gonna play Dooku because because that actually is a lot of rules that I don't remember. I actually don't even know how to cloak or decloak. So, um, all right, so let's look at Darth Maul. Darth Maul is a figure that people uh, is good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very solid piece. That's why his points went up. <laughs> okay. They go up so much that I should just be abandoning this. No, no. He himself didn't go up that much. Uh, they made they made hate you know a fair bit more expensive. Um, but. Um, but I think I still think that's an uh, I hate using a phrase, but an auto include because his ability. I think it, I think it, it is works, still too. Yeah. You still have to put on hate on him. Uh, I think it's still worth nine points because. When you think about it, the way that the, you know, he's got three force, if you don't have hate, so no other way of regener regenerating extra force tokens, you get to use his ability on the first turn, and then the second turn, if you don't spend any force mm -hmm. on offense or defense. So, and then after that, you have to wait two turns before you can use it again. Again, not using force tokens. Yeah. So, with hate, and if you get targeted first, which... You should be. 
target at first because he's a very large threat you should be able to get that double shot you know pretty much every turn and that that's what makes him dangerous uh so i think hate is still uh very much an auto include on, yeah. on the force so, and, I'll, uh, and i'll go so ahead and read off maul's ability here just to make sure we're on the same page so after you perform an attack you may spend two force to perform a bonus primary attack against a different target if your attack missed you may perform that bonus primary attack against the same target instead so it's kind of like a more versatile gunner um being able to you know if you miss you get to shoot back at the guy that you just shot at if you hit him you actually get to take another shot at somebody else and do more damage it's like a weird combination of the old gunner and what was like the the rogue one guy that nobody ever played oh at one point i remember there was like the uh, the the like three-point gunner but you had to shoot at somebody else oh is it base Malvis? oh yeah is it base no it, I, thought it was, I thought it was the little was like the short guy it wasn't true either it was like a uh, numpty kind of guy i don't remember who it was um pretty sure so. it's base was it i feel like it was maybe but anyhow i thought it was bastion or whatever it was nah. anyway not important not relevant um so let's talk about hate real quick so hate is uh not what i thought it was uh i didn't realize you could get more than one force from it oh yeah yeah I thought it was each time you took damage, you got one back. No, you get all the damage. Yeah, you it was suffer. pointed out to me earlier today that you can, in fact, get a bunch back from that, which mm-hmm. makes it all kinds of better than that. Which is why it was so kind of, you know, borderline broken at three points on the infiltrator. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that was not a forward thinking design on that part. Yeah. All right, so we're doing Darth Maul. Yeah. Putting hate on there. I think you have to have it. Yeah. There, there's no other, like, there's no other force power that's worth putting on there, right? Mm, not particularly. So. Not, like, not a not a Supernatural reforces is like, 32 points or something ridiculous and there's a small base only yeah yeah that's small base only you can't even do that no uh i don't think there's anything else that's even up to force power really this thing lets you shoot at seven seven. cares um you get sense which is pretty decent actually um that may be like one of the other pretty good force powers that isn't being played a lot right now um it's just too good but hate is just too good on him Okay, so we're putting hate on that. Let's look at what else we can do on that. Uh, torps. Nobody plays them with Torps? Uh, actually, a lot of people play them with Proton Torps. Really? Yeah. Um, because why? Because, uh, because he has the Force, so he can Alpha Strike. So he can basically just like roll up, get a tar- target lock, and then he's got a bunch of Force he's sitting on to uh, to fuel it. So he can re-roll into... So he can, he's, he's double modded, essentially, without having to actually double mod. Because he has the built-in force. So he's got those. He has the three on him. If you're playing with Chancellor Palpatine, you got four force tokens sitting on him. And then, or or um, Count Dooku. Or, or Count Dooku. Yeah, who also force. gives you an extra force too. So, so yeah, the, you can. a lot of people playing with Proton Torps. But didn't they increase yeah, the points of Proton Torps again? Uh, one they point. They did. Yeah. Not one point. I guess yeah. not, nothing huge. Nothing huge. You could try Plasmas. Uh, they're four do? points cheaper. Okay. Um, so basic. So they're nine points. So th- it, this this may be one of those things that if you're gonna play a, a torpedo, you could switch back and forth between protons or plasmas depending on what the rest of the list ends up costing. Okay. Um, but basically, so uh, plasmas are attack uh, target lock. They're three dice at the front arc. Uh, you have two charges range two to three. Uh, you spend one charge during the neutralize results step. Crit results are canceled before hit results. After the attack hits, the defender loses one shield. So, yeah, that doesn't seem that impressive. Um, I mean, it's 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 fine. It's it, they're just four points cheaper, and they can potentially yeah. do the same amount of damage. Um, you know, at least 
and that opening that opening shot against a ship that that does have shields it's it's good i think once the shields are once you're shooting at stuff that doesn't have shields on it, it it becomes you know obviously less good and and here's here's something that could be an interesting combination is darth maul with the plasma torpedoes stripping the shields and then you have energy shell charges from the drones since those add yeah. a crit result yeah you spend a calculate token I just so, don't feel like I don't feel like those crit throughs. It's still three damage. Like it doesn't feel like that's any better than your primary for the most part. It's like three damage plus an automatic one if it. Yeah, I mean realistically, that feel like ten. It is. They did. I mean, at range three, it's taking away the extra evade die, um, yeah. taking away the bonus die. Um, it can potentially do four damage. You know, if you if if on the right in the right situation. I, I don't know. I I I think there's a lot of debate back and forth on plasma torps. Um, you know, and I think kind of rightly so. It's like they're very they're situational. There's times where they're going to be good, and there's times where they're not going to be so good. So um, I just don't feel like ten points is a value for that. But yeah, we'll come back to that if we have ten points laying around at the end. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Do you want to put the proton torps on for now? Or do you I wanna... do not want to put either. Okay, right now, nothing. No torps for now. No torps. We'll we'll see where this goes. Yeah. Um. So let's talk cannon. Probably no. I mean. I guess you put the jamming bean on there just to dick around, but I mean, there's... Yeah, you can always put that on for free if you want. Um, there's the new Auto Blaster cannon. Now, the new uh, Auto Blaster did look cool, and maybe we'll think about that in a little bit, but... Yeah. That's a weird one. I don't think, like... It's weird. Okay, so it's... If the Defender's in your bullseye, you roll one additional attack die. Yeah, that's you know, yeah. fairly So reasonable. it's range one to two out the front arc, two attack dice by default. It does get the range bonus at range one, so it's range, so it's three dice at range one. And then if it's in the bullseye arc, you get an additional die. So it would be three at range two in the bullseye and four at range one in the bullseye. Okay. That's not bad. Yep. And then during the neutralized results step, I'm trying to read this from far away and I'm old, so <laughs> bear with me. Uh, if you are not in the uh, defender's attack, you know, front arc, whatever, you they can't use evades to uh, neutralize crit results? Yes. Oh, so they have to be crits, though? Yeah, it has to be crits. It's not like the old auto blasters where it's just like where it was the oh, other way gosh. around. Yeah, where it was just damage went through automatically. I mean, it feels like that's probably worth two points, but you know, that's yeah, all it's worth. Yeah, so I think the auto blasters at two points, I think you'll see them pop up in places where people just have a couple extra points in a list where there's some turns where that might come out to be a really good thing to use. But I'm not wild about um, it. Um, I don't know how much stuff is getting built around it just yet. There, there may yeah, be something that auto, comes out. Auto blasters would probably be better on, on, on sniper maneuverable ships, you know, not like yeah. large ships where. That kind of uh, the the bullseye is pretty, pretty. Uh, what's the word like static? You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're usually just going one straight or bumping into shit, and then just like it's just barely moving. Yeah. So it's hard to manage that bullseye arc with a large base. Yeah. So outside of tossing a freebie jamming beam, um, I don't I don't know. If there's any other cannons you too worried about there's no like weird like cannons that don't hit or anything like that there's no like way to abuse this no. with maul's ability uh no you can't be like i'm gonna do this and it doesn't technically hit it just does something terrible to you and then no okay. no nothing like that okay no abusiveness gotcha yeah fine 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 all right so crew crew's gonna be long let's, let's oh, there's not... a lot of options here yeah yeah okay. let's do that let's do it so uh, grievous is almost an auto include right uh yeah i mean for well, like three points he blocks one hit he's basically like a, a shield upgrade he's basically yes. always he's yeah he's a shield basically upgrade. a shield upgrade that you might that get more mileage that you may get times. that you may get to use multiple times yeah and is, he's only uh, three grievous points in his own ship like yes is that a, i mean is it a viable option like grievous in his own is there ship an opportunity cost 
Yeah, a little bit. No, it depends on where the list goes from here. I mean, right. Grievous, I think Grievous, Grievous, did come, Grievous and the Soulless One and the Impervium plating, I think all came all down to points, down. right? Yep. So those are all really good pieces together. Um, I think, I think Grievous in the Belba Lab is, is pretty decent. Um, you know, it depends on where you want to go with this list um, from here. Se Separatist tends to be leaned towards the Swarmy side, so... Um, but yeah, but Grievous. So it, I did face before the points update, and I'm not sure if you can fit it right now. But I did went up uh, against a Darth Maul, Count Dooku, and Grievous list, and mm -hmm. it was pretty bare bones because yeah. obviously it was. Very you don't have a lot of points for much shows. upgrades, but yeah. But those two Sith infiltrators were such a huge threat. Yeah. That. That you almost had to ignore Grievous. You had to, right? And so Grievous was actually most of the time out of arc, you mm -hmm. know, and getting his uh, re rolls. So I, it, it made it really effective. You know what I think is kind of funny about Separatists is that they really did make everything else so much more uh, like of a target priority. That you know Grievous's ability even at a PS4 actually kind of works just because pretty much any list he's in you're going to be paying more attention to the other stuff in the list. But um, but yeah, I think that's you know I, I don't I kind of like the Bubble Lab Grievous Grievous now especially at the at the with the points reductions. Well, I mean I do too. That's that's gonna be a hard one. The weird thing is like the Grievous in his own ship is a kind of a bargain when they reduced all the stuff that goes with him. Yeah, but yeah. like also Grievous as a crew is also stupid cheap. Yeah, like it, it, you know, putting everything in 1.0 math, like if you could have gotten an extra, you know, evade once per game out of a 1.5 cost upgrade, mm -hmm. that seems pretty good. Yeah, and the fact that you might get more out of them is even more ridiculous. Yeah. Now the other the other option here is like let's say you did want to try to put in the the Bell Blab Grievous. Um, I do actually uh, on Maul with Hate Count Dooku crew. I think is actually really good. I I played against that at a hyperspace trial a few months ago and um it was frustrating uh, <laughs> because between with hate because you know the way count dooku works is he's got one recurring force charge uh before a ship at range zero to two rolls attack or defense dice if all of your force are active you may spend one force and name a name a result if the roll does not contain the named result the ship must change one die to that result um so you know, on a ship like the Infiltrator with only one evade die, um, you can just call yourself an evade, and that's kind of like the shield upgrade that Grievous gives you, except you can use it it's a lot like more often. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of, I mean, isn't well, it's it like, just it's basically kind like of, what Palpatine does? It's, it's, it's what new Palpatine does, isn't it? Uh, no, it's even, no, it's closer to what old Palpatine did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, like I said, the caveat is that you have to have all your force active, but hate makes that a lot more doable. All right, well, let's pretend I don't understand how the rules of this game work because that shouldn't be too far-fetched. Uh, so crew that have force on them, they don't accumulate their own force, right? No, so a ship can only regenerate one force per turn no matter how many upgrades Total. it has that, that regenerate force. So okay. the ship itself can only regenerate one per turn no matter what. Okay, so even if, okay. So like if you put this guy on like not Maul, if you put him on somebody that you know just could have a crew, it just mm -hmm. gives him one force and it still recurs? Yes. Right. But if you put on Maul, who already recurs one, it gives him four. Still, he has four total, and you recur one every you recur turn. One, okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but you've got hate there to obviously get you more back. Oh, I got hate for days. Hate, hate, yeah. Ah, oh, hate, 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 hate. Okay, so Duke is expensive though. He's ten, right? Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's ten points. Palpatine's also expensive. He's fourteen. Yeah. Now Palpatine takes up two crew slots too. Also, 
Uh, no, 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 that's no, that's the no, other problem. That that, yeah, no, this one's a single crew spot. So no, you this can, is uh, this is slim fast uh, Palpatine. Yeah, you can this play is, yeah. Palpatine and Dooku. This ain't Kevin Smith, both. all right. He doesn't have to buy a second seat if you want to make this a really fat mall. But so Chancellor Palpatine's double sided. So he starts off. He has to start off as Chancellor Palpatine, where he's essentially like a rebel captain, right? Uh, yeah. So he adds the he adds a purple coordinate action. Is it purple? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he adds a purple coordinate action to the ship. Um, and it says, after you defend, if the attacker is at range zero to two, two, you may spend one force. If you do, the attacker gains one stress token. Uh, during the end phase, you can decide to flip the card over. Now, once you flip it, you can't flip it back. So once you've, oh, once once you've revealed, once you've revealed is, yeah, this is like Cylon stuff here. So once you've revealed as Darth Sidious, you're, you're Darth Sidious for the rest of the game. Uh, you still get the purple coordinate action. Um, after you perform a purple coordinate action, uh, the ship or after, uh, the ship you coordinated gains one stress token, then it gains one focus token or recovers one force token. Uh, in the separatist version, I, th- I don't think you ever flip them. I think you pretty much. I, th- I think you just keep him on the chancellor side with Maul and use him as like that rebel cap, like like you said, as rebel captive basically. Well, here's what I really like about the front side of this guy, the the Palpatine one, mm-hmm. is there's not a lot in 2.0 that I'm aware of. We can pretty much end the sentence there, but we won't. We'll continue. <laughs> we will continue. Um, in 2.0, there's not a lot of ways to give people a second stress token. Yeah. And one way this guy can be a dick is to be like, I will give you that second stress token, which now all of a sudden your next turn sucks. Yeah. there's not, And there's not a lot that does that in there's, 2.0. There's very little in 2.0 that hands out stress at the moment. Yeah. Well, there's especially a few ways to give stress to a guy that's already stressed. Yeah. So, I mean, that might be a thing. Yeah. Right. And that's that's definitely a great, you know, uh, ability to use at the right opportunity, just like you mentioned. I, mean, I think what, he's what good. Just did a K turn. Well, the thing with it, too, is like, a... so it's like, so like, so you're kind of combining this with, you can combine this with like hate and like if you were also play Dooku on there. So you're. That's 24 points with the crew. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it just depends on. 100 points total so yeah, far with those yeah. three. If you put, if you put that, all that on there. Now you do have five force tokens. At this point, um, <laughs> all kinds of crazy things to do with them. Yeah, so, five force tokens and hate. It's like yeah. So if you're so if you're, me, so I if do. you're fully if you have all your force up and somebody goes to shoot at you, you can um, duke yourself and evade. Uh, you can uh, so you can start off by like you know dukeing yourself and evade. So okay, all right, here's an evade. I'm gonna uh, you know put that in, add that in uh, to kind of start off with. Then um, you go through the attack or whatever. So you take a couple damage, and then you, so you, you're back up to full. So let's say you take one damage or two da- damage on that turn, it puts you back up to full force, even though you use Duke already. Then Palpatine comes in. He's like, "Now I'm also going to give you a stress token," and <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's it's just you can it's just a lot of stuff happening. Like shooting and, at them all becomes very onerous. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so okay. maybe and not shooting at him is also bad. So mm-hmm. it's just it's 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 a good combination to kind well, of. Let's pretend that we're playing that i'm playing here and yes this is a lot of text for me to it understand is. it is yeah uh this might be getting overwhelming for my my skill level okay i think um, i think count dooku uh could probably come off and chancellor parpatine is a little bit easier to, to trigger uh because of the just the wording of count dooku can sometimes mess you up the way yeah. that it's like a, a result well, that yes, isn't there yes like it's a little weird because you have to call something that isn't there. It's decent right. on the attack because yeah. I mean, most of the time you probably you're one in eight chance of getting like a crit, right? Don't you pretty much call crit on attack? Pretty you much. You call yeah. crit on attack, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it's an auto crit. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah. 
Now, I've, yeah, there's, I've seen some weird scenarios with this. I can't remember the guy I was playing against. Uh, at one point, I remember he called a. Oh, I think he did kind of a cute thing. He called a. He called focus when he was like he was shooting at me, and he called focus for one of my dice because my ship didn't have a focus token, and since focus is the least likely result to actually roll. It would turn. So basically, it's like let's say uh, so we could turn on an, and evade, on an evade to, to a focus. Right. Yeah. So if I roll the focus uh, and a if I if I roll the evade blank, which is what happened, he turned the evade to a focus, and I had nothing. So that is pretty funny. So you can get you can get really cute with uh, with Yuku, but it, it does take some practice. If you have a target and, lock on there, can you re-roll the crit into something else and then change it to a crit? Um, is I don't. That, is that effective? Let me think. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> well, no, because like if you called like crit. You said, you know, there won't be a crit result there. Can you, and you roll the crit in a hit, two hits or something? Yeah. Can you re-roll the crit, get a focus, and then turn it to a crit or something? No, it, it no, because Dooku has to happen as soon as the roll happens. So Dooku's, okay. so you call what you, you so you basically say, I'm not going to roll, I'm going to call a crit. So that if I don't roll a crit at all, I immediately turn something into a crit. But okay. it happens as soon as you roll the dice. It, like right after you roll it. Because it's like, um... You know, uh, uh, say you may spend one force and name a result. If the roll does not contain the named result, the ship must change one die to that result. So it, it happens pretty much immediately when, as you, after you roll the dice, before you do other modifiers. Okay. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Okay. That's, okay. Yeah. So it's a little weird, and you can do some real weird, tricky shit with it, but it does take some practice, I think, and you got to think. You got to definitely got to think out what you're what you're doing with it. But, anyways. All right. But I mean, I do like that you can get, you can get Dooku and you can get Grievous on that same ship for same, for less than Palpatine costs. Yeah. Is there any other like? Is there any option. other like reasonable options on here? Is there like anything else that's cool? Or um, I, mean, I feel like you need to get Force tokens somehow, right? Yeah, I think you yeah. should probably have at least, at least one, one Force adding character. So either Palpatine or Dooku, one or the other. Yeah. Um, and then I would probably put do, uh, Grievous as the other as the other one if you're not going to use Grievous pilot. Use right. And so yeah. and here's my 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 whole thing I'll take on the, on that whether do you go with the Grievous uh, crew or do you go with uh, Grievous pilot? It's definitely going to be based on the rest of the archetype of the list. Yeah. So you go with Grievous crew if you're going to go with a high ship count, or you go with Grievous pilot if you're going to go with a low ship count. Basically, just Toss another Sith Devil Trader, maybe a couple of Bell Blabs or something like that. Um, but if you are going to go with the, if you're going to go with Grievous Crew, you got to mm -hmm. have drones. So the other, you got to make the best out of that. So the other stuff. question here is, you know, I, I know we got Maul and we're talking about how we're going to kit out Maul a little bit, but what else do you want to put with Maul? Are, are you? What, Should what, we move on to that first, and then come back? Let's, to this? let's get let's and get we'll each, come back to that let's get, crew. Let's get lot. to the basic ships, and then we can come back to the other upgrades and see how many points we have left over. Let's take a brief aside and say that I really want to play this list because back in Star Wars CCG, which there's probably like three people that listen to this podcast that also used to play Star Wars CCG Max. Ma this is like just for Max. This is the only reason we're doing this. Okay. Is a uh, dude Maul Sith Infiltrator in that game was like the baddest badass ship. Yeah. Because like if you put Maul on it, any like low pilot skill pilot uh, like force ability pilots, just he ignored the shit out of them. They didn't even exist. Nice. And then if a high pilot skill guy came along, you'd be like. I would choose to run. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I run from the Jedi. Like, I choose to and, run. And like, his whole point was just to, like, to be in space so you didn't like abandon that arena yeah, completely. Yeah, that's funny. And I'm not abandoning X-Men completely. I'm playing Maul. <laughs> okay, so mm, talk at me, you two. What What is the rest of what they can do? I mean, kind of what are my options here, points-wise? What have you seen? I mean, you pretty much have 
uh, you know, if we're, if we're going to go with a fairly expensive mall, uh, I think you're probably looking at trying to just do a, a, some sort of mini swarm of vulture droids along with them. I mean, how's the math work out? Can I get Maul, a Belbalab, and two United Starfighters? You might be able to. Yeah, you might be able to do that. Is that math out? Is that a thing? Let's see here. So, which four which, ships is kind of my comfort zone? Yeah, which Belbalab would you would you like? I mean, Grievous is sexy, but like Grievous crew is also, you know, he's got four hands. That's a hell of a wank job. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see here. You got well. Let's see. We got Watt Tambor. Uh, while you perform a primary attack, you may reroll one attack die for each calculating friendly ship at range one of the defender. Um. So basically, like you run your swarm into their guys, and he gets better. He gets, he gets to reroll more attack dice. It's better if you have larger swarm of of uh, vulture droids, basically. Yeah, I hate him in Destiny, so like I'm so disinclined no. to. Yeah. Um, Captain Sears' ability is really based around uh, swarms. Yeah, that's the one that basically gives you crack shot. You can spend calculate tokens for a crack shot. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, well, here's an idea I had with him. Yeah. We shouldn't do this. Okay. But there's that, um, there's the wonky one of the droid starfighters that lets you hand off your calculate tokens, right? Yeah. And there's also a um, a tactical relay. So I did some research here. Yeah. The tactical relay lets you uh, everybody at range zero to three keep a calculate token or from the previous turn. Three, three. Or up to three. Up to three. Yeah. Up to You're three. talking kraken, yeah. Uh, yes, for at least the kraken. So like, <laughs> this is a bad idea. Um, is there any way to like fit them in here so that like that guy could hand ball one of those, and then like Captain Sear could be like, now ball has crack shot. <laughs> Um, because Maul would be deadly as fuck with a crack shot. Yeah, if you can actually line up the bullseye. I thought fat people had easier time with the bullseye. No, it's the exact same size. It's uh, actually harder, probably with a fat ship. Mm. I mean, no, it's, it's, it does have a barrel roll, but the the thing with the it's just such a huge. I don't, I don't want to race the action on the barrel roll. For yeah, most of the time, if I can avoid it. Uh, which one is that? DFS three eleven, I think. Uh, at the start of the engagement yeah, phase, you yeah, transfer one of your calculate down. tokens to another friendly ship or So yeah, you can give them all. A so like you can start like the beginning of the game, just like all I do is calculate and hand off that calculate, calculate, hand off that calculate, go into the engagement with some extra, with calculate and force tokens. Yeah, which is like eventually like a bunch of mini focuses. Yeah, well you could. Yeah, I mean that's not. And a, then use it for crack shot in the seers. That's not a terrible idea, just to help you save save you from spending force tokens if you're trying to keep you know. Keep I have up. done no math to see if this. Fits. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, D DFS three eleven is only twenty three points, so yeah. You so know. you're at one fifty eight baseline with Captain Seer, DFS Kraken, and then Darth and Maul, Maul with Hayden Dooku. So you could fit like another guy, another thing in there, a couple of energy shell launchers or something. Forty two points. Uh, you can definitely fit two vultures. Uh, with missiles, maybe no. Oh, the energy. Okay, no, so. Not with missiles, so you might have to use your. Our energy, points, energy so. shell launchers are good, right? If the guy energy shell charges, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't yes. die before he fires them, yes, pretty much, yeah. And he usually will. Uh, well, I mean, generally speaking, one I of mean, them, one of them will probably die on the. If on the one of them does that, Mauls is like, well, I'm still Maul, so you know, cool. Yeah. Well, it really depends. So one of the advantages here, you know, if you have something like Darth Maul, and then you have something like energy shell charge swarm. The opponent kind of has to pick one or the other. You don't need to fly all those ships together. Yeah. So essentially, you kind of just you know Steve, let them choose got, who you want to go with. You've got to pull up. What do the energy shell launchers do? Energy shell charges. charges they are uh, three attack dice out the front arc. One. They have one charge. They're range two to three. 
Uh, they require, you have to have a calculate or red calculate action on your bar to equip them, separatist only. Uh, attack, calculate, spend one charge. While you perform this attack, you may spend one calculate token to change one focus result to a crit. Um, and then it has an action on it that allows you to reload the card. So it's just like a standard, it just has a built-in reload action. Uh, the, re the standard reload still gives you like weapons, disabled, weapons right? disabled, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Like I said, we're going like old school. This is like a very old school. We'll go back to like the first episode here where you <laughs> yeah, have to explain right? all the rules and how to build yeah. this. Stupid, so, but. I mean, you can do this. You can do Maul with Hate and Palpatine with Captain Seer, DFS 311, and two Trade Federation drones with energy shell charges. Do we have enough for Kraken in here still? No, that's a, that's right at 200. Mm. Uh, hold on, with Kraken. No, so I, I have Palpatine on here at the moment. Uh, I can take Palpatine off. You still have uh, Dooku and Palpatine. No, I just had Palpatine. Okay, because I'm seeing Darth Maul with Hate and Chancellor Palpatine, Captain Seer with Kraken, DFS three eleven, Trade Federation, Trade Federation. With energy, I had energy shell charges on the trade. Oh, uh, got it. So yeah. yeah, you have to drop uh, some points uh, somewhere. Yeah, so you could do Maul with Hate and General Grievous crew, and then I would probably do. Um, okay, well, let's talk about let's talk about the the tactical relays. Let's. I guess we're doing an entire like uh, tutorial today on how to play a separatist yeah. for Joe, who's never seen him. So, what are all the okay? What are all the relevant tactical relays? Okay, Kraken, is Kraken good? Yeah, Kraken's very yes. good. Now, I, is he expensive? Is he like he's ten points? Is he prohibitively yes. expensive? Oh, no, not prohibitively. You can get him in this list. You'd have one point left over. Okay, but I think but I think TA one seventy five is. It's a better cost for yeah. I actually really like TA-175. Well, read them off to me. So TA-175 is uh, after a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 with Calculate on its action bar is destroyed. Each friendly ship at range 0 to 3 with Calculate on its action bar gains one Calculate token. So basically uh, you would have all the... In this particular list, you'd have... You only have three Vultures, so it's not... It's actually not as great. Um, okay, but it's better in a big swarm. It's better. It's definitely better in a big swarm. On, in this particular list, Kraken would probably be more helpful. Um, she's three friends. Uh, yeah, you would. Because I like Kraken in this one because then you can like you could pass the token off to Maul and keep that going in the fight. Well, yeah, yeah. So, well, DFS three eleven would pass it. Yeah. So Kraken would allow them allow DFS three eleven and the two trade feds to keep a calculate token and going into the next round and then dfs would be able to take another calculate and pass one to mall yeah um so that's definitely a thing now you can't fit an energy shell charge on dfs in this particular list at the moment with captain here, here. here's something that you can kind of shuffle around a little bit if you kind of like the combination here of ta 175 and general grievous both giving a bonus when a ship dies um so you want to fit as many ships as possible. Um, yeah. Maybe going with uh, DBS-32C, which is that Hyena-class droid bomber that can also carry a tactical relay, which is a little bit cheaper, I believe. Uh, let me check the uh, DBS-32C? No, it's not. That's no, 42 points. No, it's, it's more, expensive. more expensive. Well, you don't need... I mean, Maul can carry Maul the, can carry the, tactical, the relay. tactical relay. So then it becomes well, the question of which one answer. do you... Yeah. So, I I mean, if... So if why even bother with Seer if he can just carry the... I don't the, the I don't really... Up. Yeah, I don't really like Seer unless it's like Seer and then as many as many Vulture droids as possible. 
That's right. kind of how I. That's kind of how I would place here. Yeah, without Seer's ability, I don't really care about handing off a uh, calculate token to yeah, Maul. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I admit, I will freely admit that possibly this is a weird dream that just doesn't come out points wise. Yeah, I, I think the biggest issue is that Maul is not going to get those those um, bullseyes as often as you would like. Let's try a different tactic here. Okay. We'll try to make the points work on us. Yeah. Like I said, fuck it. We're doing it live. Yep. We'll do it Bill O'Reilly style. <laughs> um, how does my points look if I try to do Maul, Grievous in his ship? Can I get like three, like a tiny mini swarm of energy shell launching mother, uh, mother yeah. first? Uh, I believe so. Like, I, I kind of like the idea of like Grievous flying around doing Grievous things and Maul having a bunch of these guys with missiles that you can't ignore. So let's see here. Even if it's like Maul, it was by Maul at that point. Um, but without Cruz on Maul, it fits. So what do you have on Maul? What do you have, Carlos? Sell me, pitch me on this. Well, all I have right now, so okay. baseline, we have Darth Maul with hate, uh, General Grievous naked, and three t Trade Federation drones with energy shell charges. Yeah. So no, at 192 points. So no Kraken. No Kraken. You can fit TA-175. You could, yeah. You could do TA-175, but I still think you don't have quite enough Trade Fed droids to make that to super make that work. I mean, if I had to do... I'd like to, I'd like to have at least four Trade Fed droids, if not, or, you know, Vulture droids or Hyenas or whatever to, to make TA-175 worth it. Hmm. Um. Now, what are the other tactical relays here? So while the uh, so yeah K two B four while a friendly ship at range zero to three defends it may spend one calculate token if it does add one evade result unless the attacker chooses to gain one strain token that's not bad that's not bad either um uh, yeah so here's here's a couple of thoughts um and it just it really depends like you had mentioned a, a four is a happy place right for you uh, for ships. Four ships? Yeah, four four ships is okay for me. So this is within my piloting abilities. So I can basically try to make my point and skew the rules that you're saying. <laughs> Could you fly four small ships and then Darth Maul completely separately? Oh, if we're trying to make this a five ship build? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Alright, so here's the thought process I'm going with. So let's start with the baseline again. Darth Maul with hate. Um, let's let's not include a crew upgrade yet because I think those would just be nice little bonuses. Um, okay. And let's stick with uh, let's put a device on Darth Maul, and the device is going to be the probe droids. The ones now, that you target locks and jamming or something. Yeah, correct. So you can uh, target lock or jam droids. from from the probe droids. Yeah. Now, now in order to jam, used... you have to have the title. You have to have the Simitar title in order to yeah. build a jam. But uh, this will be used primarily for target locks. And what you can do uh, at this baseline, you can do Darth Maul with hate and the probe droids and four drones with energy shell charges. Now this gives you a little bit more punch with those uh, drones by being able to get early target locks and then swoop in with the calculate tokens. So mm -hmm. something to kind of make them a little bit more threatening with obviously now you still have 23 points left to work with to make Maul even more threatening to go, who do I go after? Yeah. Um, so basically the 23 points you'd be investing in probably crew and a tactical relay. 
pretty right. much. And and the tactical relay is tricky. Uh, it really depends on how you want to fly this list because you have to be within range zero to three. Um, it's a pretty so broad really, range. Yeah, it, it is. It just depends on if you want to do a kind of a pincer setup on opposite sides and you kind of meet at a target in the middle, or do you want to fly Maul with the swarm and just say, you know, it just literally have no real way to kind of come at you because you're going to get hit hard either way. Uh, so there's, there's a couple of options there. Um, and then obviously Kraken, you can still fit that in, which gives you double calculate tokens to come into that first engagement, uh, which really ups the chances of you getting those energy shell charges off. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Man, I feel like I haven't come to any conclusions here. Uh, one other thing I want to explore. Let's look at another weird interaction here. So there's a tactical relay that they have to either get a strain token or let you get a free. Uh, so, yeah, it's well, it's K2B4. So while a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 defends, it may spend one calculate token. If it does, add an evade result unless the attacker chooses to gain a strain token. Man. So, so that... That's pretty good. Um, I think that's a pretty good one, actually. And the the thing I'm looking because at because it adds a result as well. It's not that, just that stupid. That stupid guy that hands you uh, calculate tokens is really messing with my brain. Yeah, because it'd be funny if he handed Maul one of those. But okay, shoot at Maul, get a strain token, get a stress token, and also I'm gonna get some force tokens if you actually manage to hit me. Yeah. Jeez, all of a sudden Maul's not very enticing. Well, and that's the yeah, that's the thing. It's like if if you do have, I mean, if you have DFS three eleven in there. And you've got K2, B4, and Maul as a tactical relay. You can give him a calculate every turn just to use for this defensive ability. So anybody that decides to shoot at him is just like, uh, you're going to add an evade result unless they take a strain token and then they're, they're going to get punched in the face. Yeah. So <laughs> so I have I have gone against this uh, before and almost 90% of the time you just take the strain. You take token. the strain. Yeah, you do. Generally speaking, you take the strain. The strain does what? It just makes it so your It reduces your agility, one. yeah. Until you hit. Right. Yeah. And guess what? On that roll, that agility die that I can't roll anymore was probably going to be a blank anyway, so I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but still, that, that increases Maul's offensive output. Depends, depends a little bit, but it also... It, I mean, if they take the strain, it just also mitigates people being able to roll out of things. Like, even... Like, even two defense-sized ships that, when they just roll Maddies, you know, that feels bad. <laughs> no, 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 uh, of course. I, I'm, not, I'm not, like, I'm just, I'm calling it from, yeah, yeah. A, a, a per, like, as an opponent, in a personal point of view. Yeah. I go, fuck it, I'll take the strain token. I don't give a shit. I was going to roll blank anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my defense die does not help me out anyways in that position. So. Yeah. It doesn't, but you know what it feels good about? Like, if Maul has two targets and one of them is the guy that did that, it's like he takes his first shot against somebody else, spends two force, and then shoots at this guy, which is basically like a free shot at a guy with minus one agility now. That's that's yeah. a shot I feel good about taking. Well, but yeah, if it was a yeah. if it was a PS six that shot at him, you know, or a PS five that was that was player, you know, that was player one, um, that had initiative. So then you'd get to shoot back at him directly. Otherwise it would be the trade feds that would have to be shooting at them if it was a lower pilot skill. Shooting at Maul. Yeah, but even with the energy shells, that might be cool. Oh, yeah, no. Might get a crit through. Oh, for sure. Uh, those energy shell charges, they, man, those things stack up. <laughs> those crits, uh, those get those, those are not fun. Uh, last thing I want to talk about about this build, because I think what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to sit here and crunch numbers not on the air and come up with the final build yeah. in the second half. Uh, but one other thing I want to ask about is, so we have, for starters, Vulture's 
are legal now. Yeah. Hyenas come out tomorrow and are legal on Saturday? Yes. Gross. Yep. Um, are they cheaper or are they more expensive? They are a little bit more expensive, but they have five hull instead of three. Okay, so they might be some sort of viable option. They're not any better at firing um, ordnance? No, they have the same network calculations, uh, built-in ability, and they work with the vultures. I um, that was the thing. Yeah. So... It's really an opportunity cost thing. You're, you're basically taking the hyenas for, one, a little bit more health because their stat line is essentially the same as the um, – their stat line is very similar to, like, the, the V19s. Okay. So, you know, they're a little sturdier. They're less likely to get blown up in your face, um, you know, stuff like that. They have um, more upgrade options. Uh, and they have different configurations. So they – a bunch of them, like, depending on which one you take, have different upgrade slots – Okay. So if you're trying to, if you want to stick something in there that's for a specific purpose, um, you know, you can do that. It's like one of them has the tactical relay, but it's 42 points. So I don't know how much that's worth it. Um, but there's a couple of them with like sensor slots, stuff like that. So uh, these are a little more utilitarian as far as, um, you know, what you're trying to do with them. But uh, they, they give you a lot of different different options. Um, if you're going for, for pure efficiency, um, just pure numbers, probably still the vultures. But That may be where I end up going with it just because I hate my own ships as much as I hate my opponents. So like, I'm perfectly fine with them dying in droves <laughs> for the cause. Yeah. <laughs> All, so. right. All right. Well, we'll figure it out over the break, and we will have like a final list at the end of this and try to teach me how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, wait, what about, uh, what was the other thing? We were going to talk about Rip Torn. We we're going to talk about Rip Torn. We're going to do that before the breaks. Rip Torn is a true... I don't think he's from Florida, but he's a true Florida man. Seems like he should be. God, honorary, <laughs> nothing else. Yeah, right. So, um, Carlos claimed... Or did you claim that Carlos claimed that you had a favorite Rip Torn story? I, I have a favorite Rip Torn movie. I was just I was just going to talk about my... I was just going to mention my favorite Rip Torn movie, which is just goofy and stupid, but I like... But, you know, you can probably I'm guess what it is. My favorite Rip Torn line. What, what is it? Necessary? Necessary? necessary to drink my, my own, own urine? urine? No, but it's sterile. <laughs> I like the taste. Uh, what is your favorite Rip Torn movie? Because there's three that I consider contenders. Contenders. Okay? It, it's on this list. This it's, is oh, this is dumb. Yeah. This is gonna be dumb, but I just enjoy it. So it's either gonna be one of the Men in Black movies, which it is not. Because it is those not. are not dumb. Those no, are highbrow no. as fuck. Uh, more highbrow than this. It could be Dodgeball. Which bats way above its its batting average, but I bet it's not. It's not dodgeball. I bet. Freddie got fingered. Freddie got fingered. Hell yeah, it's Freddie got fingered. <laughs> Freddie got fingered. Daddy, would you like some? Daddy, sausage? would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's my that's my favorite Rip Torn movie. Although he's great in everything. Carlos, if you've never it. done yourself the favor, you really need to go to Rip Torn. I mean, by the way, Rip Torn died this week. If nobody else saw this, he was at the age of yes. 88. Yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, I am see what he Cheers. got. Yeah. R.I.P. Rip Torn. Yeah, I know. That's a little Rip, weird. Rip Rip Torn. Rip Rip yes. Torn. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's two great stories on his Wikipedia. I will let you find the other one yourself. But one of my favorite Rip Torn stories is apparently Rip Torn was cast in the movie Easy Rider. Uh-huh. He does not appear in this film. No. He does not appear in this film because on set, A, he hit the director in the head with a ball-peen hammer. That is... is, is <laughs> that was usually get you fired. That is known. But also, either he stabbed Dennis Hopper or Dennis Hopper stabbed him. And there is, to this day, no consensus as to which one stabbed which. <laughs> you would think there'd be evidence and enough witnesses to discern 
who did the stabbing. Yeah. But no, apparently there are enough drugs on the set of that movie where a lot of people aren't sure who stabbed who. But either way, <laughs> Dennis Hopper stayed and Torn got fired. Okay. Uh, that could have had, that, that probably had more to do with the Paul Peen Hammer thing with the director than. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, know. who knows? But uh, either way, Rip Torn, not, not an easy rider, but he was no. cast in it. Yeah. <laughs> God bless that man. He's a true Florida man. I'll drink to that. <laughs> so anyways, you know, RIP, Rip Torn. So, all right. Well, we are going to hit up the Florida News Desk real quick, and we'll be back in just a minute for the second half of the episode. This week in Florida, a Florida woman was arrested Monday and accused of contaminating the ice cream of a neighboring business with her spit, urine, and snot. Jung Soon Wipcha, a 66-year-old St. Petersburg resident and owner of the Indian Shores Food Mart, was allegedly caught on camera tampering with the products sold by the Lulu's Ice Cream store over several days in late June. According to a Pinellas County criminal complaint, she was seen using a bathroom the two stores share more than five times June 17th without closing the door. After not washing her hands, she was filmed walking over to a freezer and rubbing her hands on the ice cream. Another video caught her picking her nose and sticking her hands in the dessert, while yet another caught her spitting on the product. On June 22nd, she was filmed peeing in a bucket used to churn ice cream. She then emptied the contents into a sink the ice cream store used to rinse its utensils and bowls. She then opens the ice cream freezer, puts her hands inside, and leaves the room, said the criminal complaint. Her actions were said to have forced Lulu's owners to discard $2,000 worth of ice cream. I guess she didn't like that we were getting popular, he said. Wipcha was arrested Monday and charged with an act of tampering, which is a first-degree felony, and criminal mischief, a third-degree felony. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. And uh, we're gonna, we, we finished putting together Joe's list. And, um, you know, this is, this is a, this is kind of a classic Joe wonky list, but you know, it looks like it'll be at least fun to play. It's got a couple of interesting pieces in it. So what we, what we landed on, Joe, go ahead and read off what we landed on. Oh, time to squint. Okay. Yes. Uh, stuck with Darth Maul. We put hate on him. Hate yep. is good. Yep. Uh, we put auto thrusters on there or not auto thrusters, uh, auto blasters on there because we, we had two extra, extra points. points. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't even expect I'll ever end up using them. Um, we went with Dooku. I really do feel like Dooku's good on this. Uh, oh, wow. We put a shield upgrade on there? Yep. Cool. Also because we had extra points. We had extra points, <laughs> and that seems like it makes hate even slightly better. Yeah, yeah. Like, spending more points to make something that just got its points increased good is, you know, maybe yes. weird, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Maul's just going to shoot stuff. He's going to shoot stuff, and if you shoot at him, you know, he's going to be a pain to deal with. Yep. Either way, that's kind of the plan. Yeah. Um. We put two vulture glass droids in there with the energy shell. Yep, just charges. the the trade federation. Yeah, the cheapest ones I can get. Yeah, they're they're kind they're, of they're either gonna block or if they don't end up blocking. I mean, if they try live to shoot through something. the turn, yeah. I mean, I kind of like them even if they don't live through the turn because if they're taking the shots and Maul and Grievous aren't, mm -hmm. you know, I'm half camera. Yeah, there's two of them, which puts the total ship count in this at four ships, which is something I can manage. Yeah, and we got and we got uh, General Grievous in the Belba Lab. Yep, he's got to, he's got the Souls One title on there. He's got Pervium plating. So as and an ace, you know, you can call him an, what? And, and outmaneuver. Out yeah. You can call him an ace. He's really just a flanker that hopefully he'll be really good at it because yeah. he has three attack dice, outmaneuver, and some free rerolls if he can get it. Um if you know, if he gets outmaneuvered as a flanker, Souls One at least gives you some some reroll there. And you can and, toss two ship crits, which yeah. is most of the crits. So, <laughs> so you know, he should be able to last a good long while doing that. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how well this will work, but I hope. I have four ships that 
by and large have three attack dice. You know, yeah. Because you kind of count the energy shell launchers, or if you don't, it's at least a range one shot. So like, yeah, it's enough attack dice. Yeah. Whether I find that I have enough health and defend dice to live through it, well, we'll see. But if I don't, at least the games will be mercifully short. Just <laughs> how I like them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we got. There you go. So anyways, that's Joe's list. He's going to fly that uh, on Saturday, which is about, uh, you know, a little over a day from right now. So <laughs> as as we record this episode. Mm -hmm. But uh, all right. Well, the other thing we wanted to talk about this evening is... Uh, I just want to poke the bear right, one go time. Go ahead. Go ahead. So Saturday, yeah. Hyperspace Trial, right? Yes. It'll be season two of Hyperspace Trials? Yes. How many seasons does Firefly have? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I mean, if you count the movie, two. I don't. Damn you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, X -Wing, can we count the comic books? Uh, X Wing now has more seasons of Hyperspace Trials than there are seasons of Firefly because the universe is unfair. Yeah, exactly. All right. All in less than a year, too. Uh, <laughs> So, all right. So the other thing we want to talk about this evening, uh, because the article came out, uh, you know, they they sit, they they took they put out the release the preview articles, first preview articles for Epic. So, um, Epic itself, there's a, there's going to be a, a box kit for Epic called Epic Battles, and um, this is uh, I think kind of akin to the uh, Armada uh, like campaign box or whatever that they came out with a while back so which i think a number of people people who play armada at least have mentioned is a really cool thing and was a was was a, a nice addition to the game and i think this i think this will be another nice addition for x-wing um you know especially for the for the less competitive players who, who aren't you know going to tournaments all the time like me so um but it's uh it's got a lot of cool stuff in it and i kind of um I wouldn't be surprised to see this show up like some of the stuff that's in here somehow show up as as a uh, some form of tournament play. It's it's apparently got a lot of different um, scenarios in it, um, you know, supports two to eight players um, for, for different scenarios, depending on what you're trying to do. And it's got uh, it apparently has rules and scenarios and stuff in there for uh, for doing like eight person fur balls. That um, sounds terrible, but <laughs> I've heard those are really fun, actually. Um, I think it won't be as bad next week as it is in other games because it's not like you can sit in a corner in an eight-player game of X-Wing. Like, someone yeah. will find you. you know? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no turtling while everybody else finishes each other off. Yeah. And I, they've been running them as, like, side events at, uh, at, at other bigger tournaments and stuff lately. And it's been, um, from what I've heard at least, they've been pretty popular. They've been pretty and, well received. Yeah, pretty well received, and they seem like they're actually pretty fun. So um, I think bringing that, bringing that out as something that people can, can set up at their local stores more easily um, will be a good thing overall. So uh, let's see, what else is in here? What else did they talk about? So they, they didn't give like a ton of in-depth information. There's a lot of, you know, new um, upgrades and things that are, you know, epic only, basically. Um, I think the biggest thing is there's, okay, Carlos explained to me like I'm five. So there's something in there about basically squads can move as one big unit. Yeah, as a, like, they're called uh -huh. wings. It's like a template that lets you move all like four, five, six, eight, twelve. Uh, I think it's up to six ships. Six. Yeah, yeah six is the max. Up so it's, six it's ships. between three. It's between three and six. As makes up a wing. You know, basically you move the wing leader and then you just reposition everybody based everybody on his on them. On yeah. His position. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to get those games to move faster. Yeah, it oh, definitely man. helps. Oh, that. yeah, it'll help. 
Now, the other cool thing and the, the thing that they, they did to kind of, I, I think, to encourage people to use these wings is um, you can, they have these wing leader cards that, um, and it looks like they're, they all, like each faction has its own version of it, but they all basically look like they do the same thing. Um, which, let's see if I can read this. It's kind of small. Um, it says your wing leader, your wingmates must be two, three, four, or five TIE fighters. While you defend, up to two of your wingmates in the attack arc may suffer one hit or crit damage to cancel a match or result. Yeah, so that's so the Imperial. You kind of spread fire. Yeah, like. that's an Imperial one, and that that one is specifically for the um, the, the, the two fire. different TIE Advanced. So you can put it on a TIE Advanced oh, V1 advanced or an X1 as the wing yeah. leader, and then you can run up to, up to five other uh, TIE Fighters with it. So, right. um, you can spread your damage, and and it gives you like a built-in kind of like selfless or Biggs ability or whatever, like spreading damage out. Um, so they've they they it looks just from the spread here, we can't see all all of them, but it looks like they've created a bunch of these for different factions um, and for different ships within the faction. So they may have some slightly different abilities on them. It's hard to it's hard to say yet, but there's uh, but they're definitely kind of creating an impetus to play these wings. Um, and they also have a couple of different um, templates in here for, for moving the wings. So they have like a straight bar template uh, that's like three ships across, basically. Um, they have a four corner template um, that you can kind of create like a box. So if you're going to, you know, if you're going to move them in a box, basically. So uh, they, they have some different, uh, different ways to do these squad maneuvers uh, to kind of keep everything in order with just using one dial. Um, which I think definitely will will help, you know, speed up play in, in Epic. I mean, it will, and I mean, hopefully it will, and hopefully they've given this the due amount of consideration because I don't think it does if any of those guys bump. Like, this seems like this works fine, like, if you just have random maneuvers out in BFE. Oh, yeah. But, like, once you bump, yeah. it seems as Charlie Fox trotted as it ever was, if not worse. Well, it is kind of interesting. And I'm going to hope. I'm going to give them the benefit of doubt and say they thought of this somehow and they make some way. Well, that's kind of what I wonder almost because the way the this wing mechanic w seems to work at least is that you move the one ship with the one dial and then you take all the other ships and fit it up against it using yeah, that template. Like that one guy lands in between a bunch of other stuff. Like, how does that work? Well, I have a, I, I kind of, I'm, I almost wonder like if stuff bumps around. And then the next turn, when he does the maneuver, you you try to use the template again to kind of get them back into formation almost. Like, because because uh, once you take because honestly, like you said, once you bump the formation up, like and now the way we're used to X wing traditionally, you know, once the formation's bumped up, it's all over the place and 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 you're no longer fit together. Yeah. But if 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 you have to use these things every time that one guy moves, it's almost like the formation would kind of snap back into place after a bump fest. I mean, I, I don't know if that's if that's what the rule is going to be. Was there anything in this article? That'd be no, cool. there's not. There's nothing in the article explaining that. Uh -huh. That's um, like my number one question. It's like that's my, this yeah. sounds like a this sounds a lot of fun, and I would be really down to play this if they have some way to like not make four guys bump or one guy was going to bump before. Like one yeah. guy bumping is like tiresome and annoying. Like now it's six guys, and you're like, Ugh. yeah, but, yeah. You know, so yeah, because then you have to go like. What if the wing leader bumps? Well, like, well if the wing leader like lands entire... perfectly, you're like, that's totally fine. But he lands in between three other guys, and now you can't put the rest of the squad. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that that's probably worst case scenario. But I'm just like, just in general, like, what if your wing leader bumps? Then does everybody else get set? 
where he just bumped or does everybody else get set where he was supposed to be? I would imagine they all get set where he gets bumped because it's like you do the wing leader maneuver and then that either lands or bumps or whatever. And then you put those 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 wing templates up against it to measure where everything else is going to go. Like, I mean, that's I don't know. I don't know what the rule is going to end up being on this. But to me, it seems like the most sensical thing to do to kind of keep it from being a total clusterfuck would be to have the whole wing snap into place with the wing leader um as much as possible but one thing i think they're gonna need to do is pretty much get rid of range zero i think almost the most sensical thing is because there'd be such a charlie foxtrot trying to place all these guys and see which guys are and aren't touching yeah you almost have to just say the minimum is range one (laughs) like if you landed anywhere near this guy you can shoot at him yeah but i don't know yeah i don't know Uh, you know there's they'll probably be be some special rules for for this um, that they'll release with these with the set, but we uh, we shall see. But not that was in the article today. Uh, not really. No, they just showed kind of the basic mechanics of 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 how it works. You know, you use the one dial and and you you, you put. So if you have six ships, for example, uh, you move the one guy first, and then you put the 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 bar, the three wide bar behind it, and you line up the two ships next to him and the, two, and the three ships behind him. And, and it creates a, you know, this kind of perfect box of, uh, of six ships. So, but yeah, so they, they didn't really get, you know, super into, um, all the mechanics behind this. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be some special rules for, for wing maneuvering, but, uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll give it the benefit of a doubt and hope that it does. Yeah, we'll see what it is. So there's also going to be a lot of um, objective stuff in here. One of the objectives that they uh, kind of sort of spoiled or showed off was a, f- uh, a two to four player uh, objective where you basically have five um, uh, information uh, satellites um, in the playing field that uh, you have to you have to you know collect, try to pick up and collect information from, and you know you're basically trying to uh, collect those data points and while, while also dealing with, you know, however many enemies are on the field um, and coming from the different quadrants. And it looks like they broke, you know, they have the deployment zones broken off into uh, into quadrants here for up to four players. I mean, I actually like objectives or X-Wing because I think it's actually interesting when you try to integrate the way ships move in this game with holding terrain and you know getting to specific points in the board without getting you know blasted to hell yeah like i actually think that's an interesting strategic challenge in this game that they don't often do so yeah i'm actually kind of excited about the, the scenario type stuff yeah and here. that's what i think is interesting about this kit this epic battles kit is that it's not just a giant game of x-wing necessarily it's like like old epic was just like okay here's a what was it 300 points Old Epic was Paul putting together an entire list and then having to get run over by a Tantive 10 minutes later. Yeah. Four hours of putting together a list and 10 minutes of a Tantive 4 running it over. Yeah, pretty much. I think I curb stomped like three defenders. Dead Sea's worth of salt. (laughs) I was just just curb stomping defenders (laughs) with my Tantive. It's like, turns out I can just land on all your opponent's forces. You don't have to deal with that. Yeah, it's like, hey, boom. Um, so, but yeah, this, this whole, uh, this kit is, is much more geared towards, um, these scenarios than, uh, than kind of in, I mean, I know the, the Epic ships themselves used to come with like their own kind of scenario packages, but they were, you know, kind of more thrown away. As soon as you open yeah. They were more limited in scope. They didn't really get played as much. This seems if to somebody be, meet somebody that's actually played one of those. Let me know. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sure somebody has, but uh, uh, yeah, remember it was one time they did that on um, tabletop. Yeah. Tabletop played one of the scenarios one time. Yeah, I think it was one. Of the, wasn't that one of the core set scenarios though? It was a weird one. We had like escort a ship or something. Yeah, like I don't. I don't remember what that was from. Bad. Yeah, and they and they and they didn't know how to play X Wing. They were they were doing everything wrong. It was pretty funny actually. Well, remember we waited like the whole season for that. We're like, there's gonna be an X Wing episode. Then they finally had it. We're like, uh, yeah, it was it was very X Wing. It's like they don't know how to play X Wing. <laughs> okay, so um, but yeah, I think this is pretty interesting with the uh, with the different scenarios and the different um play styles because it's it's got like i said it's got stuff for everywhere from two to eight players so it's it's much more organized than the than epic previously was where it was kind of epic used to kind of just be a free-for-all of here's a bunch of points and some big ass ships to figure out what you want to do with it okay so um, i mean well okay a couple of questions here and uh, there's a second box that's the conversion kit right yeah so that's a whole different product that just says you can take your ships from 1.0 and play them here. Yeah, so they 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 have a con uh, a huge ship conversion kit which uh, provides convert all the conversion content you need for all of the original epic ships from 1.0. Um, it also the way they did it, um, every ship has uh, it, has two factions. So every ship can be used in two of the factions. Um, basically saying that so they've got the i think five original epic ships and so every faction gets gets an epic ship of some sort uh or a huge ship of some sort that it can use um within its uh within its faction so um the conversion kit's pretty cool i think it's only like 30 bucks too so you know for those for those that um do want to play epic who have all their old epic ships that cost obviously you know those cost a shit ton of money so um, you know, if you've got all five epic ships, that's like 500 bucks worth of <laughs> worth of epic ships for 30 bucks. You can convert those into, into 2.0, which I think is a pretty damn good deal Two uh, two quick questions on this. Uh huh. As Johnny new guy, uh, a, is there, do we know if there's going to be stuff in there that's useful for regular tournament play? It Are we does, getting an Emperor Palpatine in this shit again? It does not look like it so far. They have not spoiled anything that, that looks like it's going, that's standard playable, that comes in that doesn't already exist in okay. the uh in the game and um energy is dumb is it coming back energy is still a thing but it looks like they're doing it differently but it looks like they're doing it differently joe well whatever so they took it off of the maneuver dial it looks like um so the maneuver dial for the ships for the for the huge ships uh no longer have energy attached to their specific movements they look kind of much more similar to the normal to a normal ship dial um and then now there's a uh counter so you get a counter um for shields and for energy to, to go along with your ship so they they again they don't really explain the the mechanic or how it's changed but it appears as if you're just gonna your your your, your ship is gonna have a set amount of energy and that uh that you'll have a counter for that you can use throughout the game so there may be ways to recharge it. Maybe it recharges one per round. I have no idea. But uh, it doesn't look like it's attached to the maneuver dial anymore, which I think is probably a good thing. That always felt clumsy to me. Um, the, the couple of times I played with the, the huge ships in, in, uh, in 1.0. Carlos, would you say that sounds more or less complicated than a first player token? Go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't, don't even get me started. Oh, get <laughs> you started? They're both complicated. <laughs> They're both, both worse. You can suck an egg through a fucking house. <laughs> Jesus. I would walk no, right but out if we weren't recording at my house right now. <laughs> they, I mean, Again, they, 
They are definitely they're trying to simplify things, which is which is nice. Oh yeah, but, that, that this looks like a complete simplification. Right. Except it does not in any way, shape, or form. You guys are just fanboying it. Fanboying it. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not fanboying anything. I don't give a shit how energy works. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really. I give considered. a shit how initiative works. I don't give a shit about energy. I don't give a fuck. Right. But uh, man, I can't believe you guys sold me out last time on that. <laughs> Still mad about that. You had you had every opportunity to retort. I did. And I you started by going home. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah. Take my ball go home. So, in, uh, along with the conversion kit, they're also going to be re-releasing new models of the um, the Tandem Four. They and change those? the C-Rock. Uh, they usually redo the paint and may add some more articulation generally. So it will be interesting to see. Um, they don't really show exactly what they did. You can, uh, it's, and it's hard to tell. The paint looks like it might be a little more detailed paint job than the original. They didn't um, swivel the guns or nothing? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the guns on the Tantive, um swivel. Yeah, guns but. on my Tantive and I don't know. <laughs> So uh yeah, whatever the Sea Rock does on the Sea Rock. <laughs> whatever that thing does. <laughs> they just gave him Jacksonville recently, so. Oh yeah, those guys. Those guys. Those guys. So yeah, so that's uh those are the kind of new releases for the epic stuff. Um I'm trying to think what else are they showing here. They, you see there's a lot of new upgrades. Um is that fanned out? Is that just the new damage deck? Uh we're at this. Yeah, yes. they have a different damage deck for yes. the, uh, the epic ships. Yeah, there is an epic. There is an epic ship damage deck. Yeah, so there it does have its the epic the the huge ships have their own damage deck. It's a new first player token. Or? Um, is there <laughs> another one? No. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. So you get different upgrade tar- cards. You you know you've got some of you know same kind of stuff that you had before, uh, with like the hard points and the. Um, the, the the tech teams, I think, and the different kind of slightly different upgrade slots that these huge ships have compared to the regular ships. And, and there's a whole bunch of new upgrades in there for that. For I, those. I don't see um, specifics, but there is one crew upgrade, Torn Far, that mm-hmm. I don't think is in the game yet. And three illicit upgrades that aren't in the game yet. Um, oh, really? If they make them, I'm most likely they'll be epic only. Um, you know, there'll be some kind of other caveat that it needs to go huge ship only, probably in the illicits. Yeah, possibly. Because uh, one of the unless it's just map. unless it's just an illicit that's also going to come out in like another wave. You know, right, right. If they kind of uh, release it, and then torn far, I don't, I don't know what what the because most of those um, other quote unquote crews are command crews. Yeah. Um. So, but there's one lone just crew upgrade. So. Uh, let's hope that this uh, torn far is not, you know. I think torn the... far was. Uh, I think I want to say torn far was in 1.0 as an, epic, as an epic only. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, crew. Right. It was. Um, last derpy question: Is there? There's no like. Uh, so 1.0, they had like the X wings that were with rebel transport, and they had the yeah the skick that was with that right and the gazanti had yep some kind of other none of that there's no no random small base nope. these. nope none of that that's good i guess yeah not yet at least yeah not yet. i don't think they will i don't think they're going to do that again i don't think they have a need to but back then they they were basically just using every release they could to to put fixes out <laughs> In 1.0, because they well, kind of... Yeah, that's where the, uh, the advanced targeting computer came from. It's where Palpatine came from. It's where the advanced targeting computer came from. Well, it's no, where Palpatine was just an abortion. It's where C-3PO came from and R2-D2 crew. 
Um, well, so basically, they used. Well, no, no, let's close this season. They released a lot of broke ass shit with the Epic chips yes. to make you pay seventy five dollars for a random yes. ass card. Yes, exactly. That was perhaps not their most player friendly. <laughs> it was not. Move. That was not, especially Palpatine. I think that's fair to say. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's not like C three PO was any less. Like, if they had put out a C three PO promo card for some tournament kit. He'd still be expensive shit. Oh yeah, well yeah, I me- yeah. I remember when the C three PO cards were selling for like fifty bucks on eBay, and then they eventually came out as like participation cards for store champs, mm-hmm. and then then it was you know everybody was like, oh, sigh relief. But <laughs> Palpatine, I don't think ever had a alt art, not that I can remember. I don't think so. So, um, regardless, yeah, I don't think they're gonna be doing any of that anymore. I think Epic is gonna be much more separated from the uh, from the game than it was at one point now. But um, anyways, all good stuff. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I kind of like the idea of a lot of the stuff so far. And um, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they are maybe if they maybe try to figure out some sort of competitive format for uh, for Epic using some of these uh, scenarios and stuff. Is the Sea Rock uh, is that from like Rebels or something? Um, I'm trying to remember what the Sea Rock's in. It really just looks like Java Sail Barge in space. Yeah, right. Like, they didn't really spend a lot of time on that design. Does that show up in Clone Wars, maybe? I don't have cable, so I don't know. I can't know. remember. I can't remember what the Sea Rock was actually, like, where it actually showed up. We'll look it up. We'll get back to you next episode. It may have been, like, it may have been, that, it may have been from the, the, what was it, the Galaxy's video, or the the MMO. Oh, the one we can hairdress and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> the Mamapaga. Mamorpaga, mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe, is how Yahtzee calls it. Oh, yes. God bless Yahtzee. <laughs> It may have been from that because there was a lot of there was a number of ships that they that that, that were from that from that video game basically that they were the, you know, like the uh, what was it the uh, what's that stupid thing called I always I the one I've never ever even played Shadowcaster <laughs> no no not the Shadowcaster uh, Shadowcaster is in um the is in Rebels and I think it's in Clone Wars it's definitely in Rebels definitely in Rebels yeah. and uh, and Rebels was uh. Probably the first appearance. Uh, it is the first appearance of the Sea Rock, but I don't remember seeing it. Apparently, it was in Solo a Star Wars Sword. Oh, I think it was like floating, floating in the background somewhere. <laughs> yeah. If it ends up being in good scene, in yeah. 2.0, can I stop calling it the Croc of shit? Yeah, sure. Oh, good. Sure. Or you can keep calling that's it that. Sort of a belabored pun there. <laughs> it's it's you know it's obvious. It's a lot of work. It's. I mean, <laughs> It's a lot of work for it's something the that... It's rock so it's the croc. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we got it. Just yeah. not funny. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of work for something everybody's thinking anyways. Mm. So. <laughs> so what else we got going on? Carlos, what are you doing this weekend? I will be going one and four, or maybe one and five. We don't know yet. God, is there really um, six rounds of this shit? Uh, there might be. We have 37 players signed up at the moment. Four more. If we hit, if we hit 41, we go to six rounds. That's not including me, so three more, I guess. Um, that's what? not including me so that's like three more yeah Ugh. well yeah uh stoked i mean we're gonna we're road tripping it up we'll have a car of four driving up and uh, there's at least three other players from the area so space coast will be there and uh yeah you guys had a, you guys got a lot of people are you guys staying the yeah. night on saturday night are we partying no 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 no, no. oh we can i gotta we drive can, back let's party you, should, you can stay at my house. You can stay in this very room I am currently in. Mm-hmm. The bed's made Let's up. Let's just say if I stay, somebody has to drive me back. I ain't doing well, you're driving or, with you're driving with four or people. Just, or I can One of them drive. can drive. Well, that's what I'm saying. They'd probably leave the same night. Oh. Well, tell them they have to stay and party, too. Yeah, who else uh, coming? Uh, Chris, uh, Eric. Shit, he's cool. 
And I don't know Eric. Adam will be in my car. Okay. I don't know who or they are. My car will be with us. You'll be in a car us. together. I'm out of beer, but I have a lot of St. Augustine Distillery rum left. <laughs> nice. Yes. We can I'll talk to the wife. I we she's got the family in town while I'm here. Uh, while I'm there, sorry. So maybe I can swing something, but doubt it. Yeah. Depends on how late I'm there. You know, if I make it all the way to the final, maybe I can sway yeah. uh, staying. So it's good, yeah. We got. Um, I know we got some people coming from or Atlanta, from the Atlanta area, which is, uh, you know, good good long drive for them. Um, I think we we got some people coming from the Savannah area. Um, we got you guys coming from Space Coast. We got some Orlando. Uh, we got some people coming from Miami. Another another long drive. So um, at least as far as from what I've seen on the on the registration so far, so there should be uh, there's there's gonna be pretty good pretty good mix of people. Um, you know, like I said, we were at 37 as of earlier today. Um, you know, I think we're, I think we'll cross 40, um, on, on Saturday once, once all said and done, but, um, we'll see where it ends up, but it's going to be a good time. I'll be running it. So I won't get to play, but, uh, I'll have my own stuff to do for the whole day. So it'll be fun. It'll be a, a well-run event at least. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> I got, uh, I got, I'm getting the table squared away and, uh, doing that, uh, Friday and, um, yeah, I've got, uh, everything running on tabletop.to, uh, which I've used a couple times now. So it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good software. So I'm glad that you got the, the first run between the two of us. Yeah. So I get to watch, uh, everything that you do Yeah. and do all the right things you did and then do all of the wrong, not do, not all, the do all the things, things I, I screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> so um. <laughs> I get to go, well, Steven, you should have known better. Yeah, it's like, how, did, how did you not know this? You're such Hindsight's an idiot. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Carlos can learn from my m- mistakes because he'll be running his own hyperspace, uh, event in November at, uh, get your phone so yeah and i'll, I'll have help i think yeah me, even if it's small i think uh dan will still probably be uh uh help, helping me out we'll make it a team effort yeah which uh in in his best interest he wants me to do really really well this saturday because yeah. then he gets to keep all the judge price support for that oh one. yeah yeah <laughs> so we have to split it <laughs> yeah right i'll have so, another shot in orlando mm-hmm. but uh i'm not sure if he's going to that one. i don't think he's coming up to jacksonville but yeah, um, but I definitely uh, I'm hoping to at least snag the range rulers. I still don't have acrylic range rulers, which makes me really yeah. sad. The range rulers are um, just how do you not you don't have a set of acrylic range rulers? No, dude. I'm, oh, trust yeah. me, I haven't gone better than three and three at a tournament. Man, we gotta fix that. I think yeah. I went three and two <laughs> after I quit. <laughs> Joe, yeah. Joe, Technically, I have a better record than you. Joe got Joe got a set of uh, the acrylic range rulers in, My, um, in, I in Miami. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah! House. Look at I'll you. put them in your box for you for, for Saturday. Put them on the so I, for me. <laughs> I've, the I most fun, games... I got a fun liver transplant. <laughs> this podcast is giving me. It's the gift that keeps on giving and taking, and filtering my blood. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't think I've won more than two games on a major event so far this year. So it's oh, been man. rough. Man, we need to work on that. Damn, yeah. Carlos. But, I'll be uh, flying a sink or swarm. I just don't know what that other six ship is going to be. I'm, I'm settled on the V19 and sinker. I just don't know. Oh, you don't know if you're going to do uh, another arc or, or yeah, like a, or the N1, the N1, yeah. Like I feel like when I say it was like, well, the arc is awkward, you know, like another medium base, and I just be like, just fucking get used to it, dude. Like just <laughs> deal with it. It's you know what that, I mean? It's, it's not that bad. 
It's really not. Um, yeah. I just uh, it just takes practice, and that's one yeah. thing. But I can handle the other five really well, um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I kind of want to fit in something like Rick Ollie or something that's just kind of set think, up um, separate from the swarm. But. Yeah, I think that archetype is going to be fairly popular with like Sinker and Rick Ollie, and then like whatever else you want to throw in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be like maybe like kind of like five ship republic i think yeah. um is going to be i think fairly popular there's um, a lot of different mix and match yeah stuff you can throw some can like random around. jedi in there like maybe luminara yeah. and you know so a couple of v19s and rick and sinker you know that, like that's that's that that can be a good list i i, I think there's, there's the republic sweet spot is going to be i think right around five ships yeah um at Unless least for a little, at least for a little while here uh, yeah, unless unless you're doing like the two ship Obi Wan Anakin thing, <laughs> um, two. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, I played one in uh at the yeah, hyperspace no, trial yeah, and Boba Gurry's a yeah. thing too. Boba Gurry's a thing too. That I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's good, but I can get behind it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a fucking piece of shit list because you have <laughs> was it? Oh, tell us <laughs> yeah, really navigator good. navigator on Boba Fett. Where mm-hmm. basically, if you play against a good player. He gets to dial in a two hard turn. You tell me that he can just go one way or the other way. Yeah. And doesn't get basically any bad. It used to give you stress. It doesn't give you stress. Mm-hmm. It's just you can just choose with full knowledge to just go the opposite direction because fuck you. That's why. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. fuck you. That's and then boost mean. because they have boost now. So. Yeah. Yeah, so you can do basically. Uh, I flew against it. Uh, I was telling you, I was doing some reps with the uh, the six Typho swarm. And I was really liking it until mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? Let's let's see how it does against this. And I didn't do a single damage, and I lost three Tie Fighters. Really, to but because, to because it yeah, I couldn't put arcs on anything because yeah. they kept basically uh, doing the whole thing where they just got to. No matter what they set on the dial, it, it was either aggressive or not. Yeah. With Guri, you can just advance sensors, barrel roll one way or the other, yeah. and it means two different things. It's kind of like um, 1.0 pre-nerf phantoms, where yeah. you just got to choose where to decloak after everybody moved. Uh, yeah. So it was. Well, and it's out. not. Yeah. With, and with Guri on, on the Star Viper, it's not just choosing one direction or the other. It's also choosing angle. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot more options a ton of flexibility so there's a ton of flexibility that 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 barrel roll is just so ridiculous yeah. and if i was going to develop a female robot she'd have a ton of flexibility too yes she's very oh no no ayo no legit like no, yeah. why would you not well yeah of course and gurry was yeah goddamn olympic fucking gymnast yeah <laughs> i actually didn't hear anything else you guys said okay you just heard gurry <laughs> i heard gurry and flexible yeah <laughs> stop there <laughs> full stop <laughs> so seems legit yeah so it's uh you know we're gonna see how the meta shapes out obviously this is gonna be uh this you know we got the first weekend of of wave two hyperspace trials uh, with three of them happening this weekend uh, ours in jacksonville uh one in nebraska and one in california in nebraska so, territory with all the cigarettes yes in the greater nebraska territory um so they'll uh we'll, we'll get to see some uh early results with the wave four and the new points um it'll be a little interesting just because wave four is coming out friday and the tournaments are on saturday so it's hard to say how much of an impact that's going to have just the miami one was like that too wasn't it yeah it, yeah it was the same like thing two days worth of uh 
Yeah, like Wave 3 came out right before it. So it'll be interesting to... There probably won't be a ton of impact from Wave 4 right off the bat just because of the sheer amount of people who haven't had their gotten their hands on it yet. Uh, and may not be able to get their hands on it in time for Saturday or aren't going to bother to play a list they haven't been able to actually practice at all yet. So... Uh, I you know way four might not have a huge meta impact for another week, but uh, the points obviously will have a big impact this weekend. So, um, so yeah, that's it. That's what's going on. Uh, I'm gonna get through this hyperspace trial, and then next week we'll we'll do a breakdown of, uh, of how the how the hyperspace trial went and how shitty I did. Yeah, and how well Joe <laughs> did with his hodgepodge list that he just put together in three minutes. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, no, no we, we spent a long get, time on it. No, no, yeah, we, we spent, spent like This is more time than I spent putting together an X-Wing list. No, all of my X-Wing lists this yeah. fucking year. Yeah. This is the most I've, time I've spent on a 2.0 list total. Nice. There you go. So I'm going to blame you guys later. <laughs> you will succeed. When I can't afford my liver transplant because I failed out of this tournament. <laughs> and the ROI is negative. <laughs> negative ROI. I have to give somebody else my liver. <laughs> we'll be, uh, we're, we're streaming the event. Is yeah, the event is streaming. Um, Scott Johnson from Hexiled Gaming is coming down to stream the event. So you can check it out on Twitch. Um, we'll post it everywhere. He's yeah. going to be so excited that I'm playing You'll it instead me. of bugging him. Yeah. Like, how does this work? Yeah. Why did that guy turn it left? Man, you really like Tide, don't you? I feel like a NASCAR pass. I'm going to have to tell Scott. Dude. Yeah, Joe's, Joe's not uh, going to be doing commentary. Joe's going to attempt to play. He's going to be like, oh, He's busy like, oh, now. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, good times. But uh, I think that will wrap it up for this week, and we will talk to you guys next week. Dials down. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. up.